0: Hey, Kitty. It's time to extend some holiday greetings. Sounds awesome, Sebs. Who are we holiday greeting? The guys. Are we doing this again? Oh, where's your holiday spirit? It's in a bottle. Come on, man. Lay off the eggnog. We got work to do here. Bah well, humbug. All right, fine. I'll do it. I'm Miranda Janelle. He's at Fracking Cat. We are the Midnight Movie Nights and... Our buddies over at the SLS cast gave us the opportunity to extend some holiday greetings. So Matt and Tim, and as they would say, listener, happy holidays. With a K. (laughs) Not everything has to have a K. Everything has a K with it. Come on, Merry Christmas with a K? No. Uh, No. Christmas has a C. (sighs) Haven't you ever heard... None. Keep the Christ in Christmas. <laughs> with a K. Kwanzaa with a K? kwanzaa has a K. Hanukkah with a K. Uh, do you need to clear your throat or anything? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, No, but Hanukkah has a K. Yeah. yeah. Hanukkah yeah. has a K. Christmas doesn't. Christmas does not have okay. We'll get that settled. Yeah. Holidays. Yeah. No Happy K. holidays. Happy holidays. No K. No o- K? Okay. I'm so confused. Happy holiday, guys. And Happy New Year. Don't you dare say it. No, stop. Bad kitty. Don't make me get the squirt gun. For the K. I can't take him anywhere, folks. Happy holidays, everyone.
1: All you movie junkies, it is time for the SLS cast with your hosts Matt and Tim. And welcome, welcome to episode one oh seven of the SLS cast. That's right, folks. This is uh, part of our special two-part end-of-the-year edition of the SLS cast. This particular episode, Tim and I are going to be recapping our favorite movies of 2014. We're going to talk about all the movies that we loved the most, a few honorable mentions, and we've each chosen one film that was not on the show that we think should be a good recommendation for you. So a little bonus there, a bo- little bit of bonus flavor. Tim, how are you doing? Are you still recovering from our crossover episode?
2: I am. The, the, the journey uh, to Witch to mountain? The journey to sex mountain proved to be <laughs> as taxing as it sounds.
1: Ah, yes, I definitely needed to see the doctor afterwards. Yeah, yeah, even if it was... Dr. Running Man Schwarzenegger.
2: (laughs) But no, things are doing pretty well here in Los Angeles, California. Um, Apparently a a couple things happened, which was kind of out of the norm. One being a cougar in Beverly Hills was spotted. uh, And not the sexy kind of cougar, I mean an actual cougar was spotted and video was taken of it hanging around uh, Beverly Hills there in the neighborhood. Also, we were wow. hit with some rain a couple weeks ago. I didn't mention this uh, last week on the show. But, uh, yeah, we had some rain, and it turns out in south Los Angeles, there was a mild tornado tornado action happening. And I got to say, people were freaking out about it. Um, unlike in uh, in Texas or in the tornado states, tornado alley states, where people will video uh, tornadoes going on, and they're kind of amazed. Like, oh, wow, you know, it's frightening, but, you know, there's, there's some kind of beauty in it. In Los Angeles, people are, they go shit, batshit crazy over tornadoes, uh, especially when they're not used to tornadoes in Los Angeles. And there are there's a video online of this tornado, and the guy shooting the, the tornado is flipping out. Every other word is, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck shit, fucking tornado, no, no. And uh, to where, of course, only in L.A., the tornado is is now called the Pineapple Express tornado for some reason. Yeah, that's what the news outlets called it. So uh, it's been pretty entertaining the past couple weeks. Right on. Well, I have had a decidedly
1: less interesting time since the last time we talked about how we've been doing. I've basically just been... Uh, playing video games and and uh, watching the kids and wrapping up the christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff so decidedly less interesting for me
2: unless the uh, i mean when i when i talked to you yesterday um, you were hiding the gifts from your from your I children I was I
1: was indeed hiding the gifts i had bought a couple of things for some disney infinity 2.0 stuff that the girls have been wanting and are into so i uh got a um couple of game guides and stuff like that for them and since i was able to pick them up for five bucks each so i was like heck yeah and had to keep the kids in their room and then get into my room and shut and lock the door so that i could go and hide the stuff in the closet um i have a Pretty extensive hiding system in the closet, so that the girls can pass by it at first glance and not really see anything or notice anything that would pique their curiosity, and thus keep them out of the closet entirely. Um, I anticipate with Libby being, you know, she's she'll she'll be eight next year, uh, that that's probably not going to hold for much longer because she's going to start figuring it out pretty quick. But for now, closet still is works.
2: she very much into Santa Claus still.
1: She is. She is. Um, I have a uh, don't ask, don't tell agreement when it comes to Santa Claus with my wife and I. Um, so I-, I tacitly agree to the Santa Claus stuff. And however, uh, upon being asked, the the deal is, you know, I'm gonna be like, you know, hey, Santa's real if he's real in your heart. But that's about it.
2: So yeah. Well, it sounds like a country song right there. Santa's only real if he's real in your heart,
1: Jesus, Rancher
2: burn down, burn down. So, uh, do you have any plans for Christmas? Any? Or are you gonna? Is it gonna be as lax as Thanksgiving for you? Um, actually, no. My dad's coming in town.
1: He's actually gonna be in town for hopefully the better part of a week. So, very excited about that. And uh, so, we'll have Christmas morning and all the fun stuff. Actually, we do uh, Christmas Eve at what I refer to as my in-laws' in-laws' house. <laughs> Uh, Because it's my father-in-law's in-laws. That's where we go. um, To their place. And they have... Oh, God. They put out an amazing spread. They have some uh, pre-Christmas presents and stuff that get open for the kids on Christmas Eve there. Um, a Great time. Lots of drinking. Lots of fellowship. Lots of uh, eating of good food and everything. And then we shall retire from there. Come straight back to the house. I will be setting up all the crap that Santa uh, got. Thankfully, it's not anything too complicated this year. And um, then we'll have uh, Christmas morning here at the house. And from and then breakfast. Uh, we have a Christmas brunch here and everything at the house. And then we go over to uh, either father-in-law's place or we go over to the sister-in-law's place and have Christmas dinner there. And then Christmas... Uh, opening presents with the family, you know, the big family part there. And that's, and that'll be that. And then who knows what we'll do after that. Probably go see some movies.
2: Underwear party. The that's Quentin right. family yeah. panty party.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Quentin jolly, because with the in-laws and stuff, we don't do the whole thing like I told you about, uh, you know, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we don't do the Chinese food thing anymore, because that was with my family growing up there. So...
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting.
1: Interesting, to say the least.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'll be in Sacramento. I'll be in old sack town. The sack of California. The sack of America. The sack <laughs> of, of of the land of, of girlfriends, family, and friends. And I gotta say, it's a it's a cool, it's fun... Uh, I mean, well, I mean, for those of you who listen to the show, uh, or who pick up on these things by listening to the show... I, uh, we switch off holidays, so I was in Texas for Thanksgiving this year, I was in Christmas for te- uh, Texas, th- uh, I was in Texas for Christmas last year, so this year. Thanksgiving is in Texas, and Christmas is in Sacramento. And if I don't go to Texas for Christmas, I'm happy to go to Sacramento, because there it's amazing. I think once you kind of get away from the family, Christmas, you know, life, not lifestyle, but you know, atmosphere that you might be used to. And then you go to a place like a, a melting pot place, a melting pot city like Los Angeles where you know, you kind of have to make everybody happy. I mean, there's Christmassy stuff, but it's not really in abundance. And when there when you do go to a Christmassy place, um, like a like a like a cool little mall that's all decked out with Christmas stuff, it's like overdone here. There's snow. They have snow falling and Uh, And it's also, like, everybody goes there. Like, every night it is packed. So finding parking is a pain in the ass. And that kind of, like, dampens the Christmas spirit a little bit when you're driving by people, flicking them off because they almost run into you or run you over. And, you know. I think we tried going two years ago, got into the parking garage there at the Grove, and drove around for an hour and a half trying to find parking until we were like, oh, you know what, I think... Uh, I'm not feeling neither holly or jolly, and we just turned around and came home, and yeah.
1: So cool. Well, uh, I guess shall we just go ahead and dive right in? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. I am uh, my my honorable mentions this year because it turns out I am far more generous. I am one third more generous than. Tim in my five-star ratings. Uh, It turns out that he had 10 five-star ratings this year and I had 15 five-star ratings this year. Um, So my honorable mentions are only going to be limited to the 4.75s that I gave out this year. Uh, The 4.75... And coincidentally, they're the same 4.75s that Tim gave. It was the weirdest thing. The only thing... The only movies we gave 4.75s on the three movies we agreed to give four point seven five on. Um, I guess I don't say... I, agree is a bad term, because it's like we set it up ahead of time. That we turned out to agree on. There you go. Uh, so f- it was uh, back from episode 96, Gone Girl. Uh, from episode 100, Nightcrawler. And most recently from episode 102, Birdman. Those are my honorable mentions uh, for my favorite movies of 2014 uh tim what i mean do you think it was weird that we ended up both just they they just almost made it they were just
2: almost there yeah i mean i i think it goes to prove that these movies are you know few of the best movies of this past year because uh, we actually agreed on a, a lot of the four point fives. Also, uh, I, I guess within with with like with our explanation, agreed more so than I guess the rating. But yeah, I mean my my four point seven fives were Gone Girl, Nightcrawler, and Birdmen. Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. Uh, maybe that's the sequel, Birdman. Um, <laughs> but it's you know all three of those movies are really good movies, but they were just like lacking one that one little thing and. It's always that one little thing that to me is kind of difficult to describe because I think that's where personal opinion come comes along. and I think uh, this goes to show that we both were uh, we both were on the on the same page. How about your four point fives? Do you have any good ones? Uh, good ones there? Uh, let's see here. I have a lot from actually uh, movies that came out last year for the 2014 Oscars. Like like Nebraska's on there. Uh, uh, well, American let's hustle. see. Most
1: recently, Big Hero Six, um, from back from uh, episode ninety four, Filth, um, episode sixty three. So way earlier this year, Nebraska, and um, and John Wick. I'll I'll throw John Wick in there with that. Oh, and Frank too. So those are the ones I would definitely say stand out the most. For the 4.5s uh, that I gave out this yeah, year.
2: Yeah, mine were Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Bronson, which we both really liked Bronson. Uh, oh, yes, uh,
1: yes. But Br- Bronson, was, uh, Bronson was the split, because it has an SLS cast rating of 4.75, because that was one of my five-star movies.
2: Yeah, we had The Hunt, which was another one that Matt loved. Uh, John Wick, Frank, Nebraska. Don't Look Now, uh, which... Uh, I'm trying to remember what movie that was, which is kind of sad because <laughs> it's a 4.5 star. Which one was that?
1: Um, that was one of the... That was a horror movie. Um, oh, uh, oh was it was... That from, it's with, was uh, that the Italian... Yeah,
2: uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, there a, we go. Uh, yeah. Boyhood, Oculus, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Great Beauty, uh, which The Great Beauty was another foreign academy award nominated for best foreign picture movie for the 2014 oscars american hustle life itself the lego movie sightseers uh, which is the one that i really liked and matt did not like (laughs) Uh, well you know we
1: can't agree on everything i mean we
2: could but the show would suck
1: yeah, this would more than likely be the. This is pretty much the year of agreement, though. There was definitely a lot more consensus than there was um, disagreement, and vehement disagreement at
2: that. Well, we'll make it a point. That'll be our New Year's resolution: stop agreeing. <laughs> That's right.
1: Even even if I love the movie,
2: if Tim loved it too, I have to hate it. I
1: have to hate it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. Yo, oh, Tim, you gave that a 4.25. You know, I have to agree with you, Tim. The The movie was excellent. The filmmaking was fantastic. Really good cinematography. Excellent soundtrack. Two
2: stars. <laughs> but, I'm <Just> going <laughs> to... Yeah. Uh, Out of those lists, right. were there... There. I mean, I, I know for me at least, there were a couple surprises uh, in the 4.5 category. Wait, to me, Oculus was a big surprise this past year. Um yeah oculus
1: oculus definitely was surprising and on and a surprise in the opposite direction for me uh and you you had given boyhood a 4.5 and i actually gave it a four and uh that was one of those movies that i was actually surprised did not get a five-star rating from either one of us i know we were both very very excited to see this movie going in and so yeah that's definitely surprising if I that, uh, yeah if
2: i recall movie. from my review of boyhood and you know this is everybody's saying that it's going to win best picture and you know in, and i think watching it a second time uh, i will enjoy the movie uh, you know so, so much more or that much more but to me it's it's like if you have a movie that is set in your home state in your in your home city and they you know i mean a chunk of the movie takes place in Houston which is where Matt and i are both from and the movie is set up to be like, okay, this was your childhood, you know, and this is what things were like when you were growing up as a boy. And too many, too many times during the movie, I thought, no, that is not, you know, what happened, or that is nowhere near what happened, or, you know, stuff like that. So that's why, though it's a really good movie, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So, you know, maybe second helpings will be better suited for this, for that movie. Right on,
1: yeah. Um, but jumping into the favorites for me this year. Um, and again, I had 15 of them. So that means there was definitely a lot of good movie watching this year um, to balance out some of the stuff that either I did not like or that Tim and I both didn't enjoy. Um, and of course, I mean, the the classics are pretty obvious in there. There the, were the movies like... Um, a fistful of dollars, few dollars more. Uh, you know, the Psycho. Of course, these are five star movies, so they, they they don't need as much love, so to speak. But uh, definitely, movies that you know, The Hunt for me was a five star movie. Grand Budapest Hotel, Wolf of Wall Street. Very early on, I was definitely glad that I saw that in January this year. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Just I I, uh, I got that movie this weekend for my wife for Christmas and so but I wanted to make sure that the kids and everybody were really jazzed about you know characters and stuff for like again like the Disney Infinity game so I went ahead and rented it as well just so they could watch it They and they've already watched it twice just this weekend and yeah. it's just fantastic movie. Still love that. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh Twenty Feet from Stardom, Act of Killing, Booker's Place, Documentaries. Look at that. A third of my five star movie or I'm sorry, a fifth of my five star movies are uh documentaries. It's it's so refreshing to have great great documentaries and be able to talk about them so uh, if you still haven't checked out those movies you really really ought to especially 20 feet from stardom good lord that was nominated for academy awards and everything um for me again and uh drew man behind the poster is probably the most surprising five star i knew i was going to enjoy that movie and while tim uh didn't like it quite as much uh you you ended up giving a four star um I, I mean, for me, I couldn't just. I mean, it was like completely reliving my childhood through movies through this man. So, uh, yeah. So that's the bulk of my five star list there, and all of them are worth watching. Must,
2: must see, must. See. Yeah, my five stars uh, I think might be a little bit more random, uh, other than Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gandhi, I give Gandhi two stars. No, I mean, that was a five-star movie. The Act of Killing, which was my vote for best documentary for uh, to the 2014 Academy Awards. Uh, to me, was the best documentary of this past year. Uh, 20 Feet from Stardom, love that one. Booker's Place, a Mississippi story. Uh, a Fistful of Dollars for a Few Dollars More, five stars. The Ice Storm, which uh, I actually have not seen uh, until we reviewed it this past, uh, throughout the past year, which was a- one of Ang Lee's, not not first movies, obviously, but uh, it was Ang Lee's movie. And actually, I believe, Matt, you said that was one of the first independent movies you saw at a movie theater. Yes. Um, yes. Psycho, which we all love Psycho, but we reviewed that one this past October. Uh, Before Midnight, Suspiria, which was a Halloween movie. Uh, Let's see, The Act Killing, da-da-da. Oh, and probably the most, I guess the most surprising five-star movie of this year that we reviewed, that we reviewed on the show, because, again, we both go off and we we see other movies, uh, you know, and and unfortunately, out here I have more of an opportunity to see a lot of movies due to uh, being in the industry and having access to screenings and all that jazz, But but crystal uh, crystal fairy and the magical cactus which was a film that we reviewed for our 420 episode I was not I mean I was excited to watch it uh, especially due to the story itself and I thought watching Michael Sarah in a different act you know in a, in a different acting role that I'm not used to seeing him do fully uh, which is more kind of stripped down and laid back and not the not the Probably uh, more of a hated character in this movie than likable. Uh, but it, yeah, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus. Totally totally caught me off guard uh, as a five-star movie. Were there any uh, notable ones that you hated this year? Any movie 43 caliber movies from 2014? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. You, you mean
1: besides our mutual zero-star rating for uh, Human Centipede 2? um get I guess I would have to say that I am exceptionally
2: excited to not have to ever see that again um, how about how about one one star and one to zero or zero to one stars
1: zero to one okay for this year we uh, I had a zero star rating for human centipede 2 full sequence uh, I had a why would why, why, you hate
2: that movie so much I know I'm <laughs> telling you I mean, apparently we did you didn't understand what Tom Six was guess, trying to go no. for. That's right.
1: Uh, half Star for Dirty Wars, which uh, to me was uh, the worst of the documentaries that we watched and, and was also nominated for an Academy Award. And then my one stars were FDR American Badass, Sightseers, Wrong Cops. Um, the generous 1.25 that I gave Transformers Age of Extinction. Uh, as opposed to your quarter star rating. <laughs> um, 1.25 for Freebirds, and then, let's see, one and a half stars, golly gee willikers, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, Stage Fright, The Loved Ones, and Psycho 3. Um, my most generous one-star rating was the 1.75 that we gave, or that I gave, Rage just just last week or two weeks ago. And those are all my zero to ones, zeros through the ones.
2: So I, I mind I don't have mine written out, so I'm going off this uh, spreadsheet that Matt lovingly put together and sent me. Um, let's see. So not in any particular order, but one-star movie first up, Ouija. What a classic piece of shit that was. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I didn't have a rating for the judge. Didn't did not make it to that one. Uh, Zero star rating. Human Centipede two full sequence, which was too much. Of you know didn't want to see that. Didn't see the Equalizer. Um, Let's see. Got a lot of two stars here. Uh, Next one star is sharknado 2 the second coming uh believe it or not i enjoyed the first one this one to me not so much a little too ham not enough cheese or maybe a little too much not enough ham but too much cheese i guess that works better i don't know there
1: you are with there you are with not enough meat again there you team.
2: go <laughs> yeah too much terror <laughs> read not enough meat um the- 1.5 sin city a dame to kill for an utter disappointment that was Uh, You can also tell by the lack of box office intake. Um, 1.5, The Expendables 3. Um, That was a laugh fest for me. Uh, Not in a good way, though. Uh, Didn't see The Giver, so that was an NA on my part. Um, Ah, yes. 1.75, The Purge Anarchy. Uh, Not... Horrible, but Matt said, or actually, Matt and I both watched the movie. With uh, I watched it with my girlfriend. Matt watched it with Rob, right? Yeah, your your buddy. Rob. No, um, it was uh, Sam, Jeremy. Oh, no, 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 different, a different
1: friend of mine, Chris. Oh. I watched it with,
2: and I think to I think that that kind of that went a uh, that that made an impression on the movie, depending on who you're watching it. Whereas you know, Matt watched it with a buddy, and. They were making fun of it as well, and having, but it was more fun, I think, with my girlfriend and I. She doesn't like these kind of movies, so whenever she sees something that is funny, uh, she makes a comment that, to me, the comment's funny, and it kind of takes me out of the movie. And so, like this is, this goes to show that these type of movies can make an effect on your experience, can have an effect on your experience when you're watching it with, or depending on who you're watching it with. So, one point seven five. For Perch Anarchy, 0.25, quarter of a star for Transformers Age of, of Extinction, which, believe it or not, is, uh, well, trying to lobby itself for a Best Picture Academy Award. Yeah, that's right. Best Picture. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. More NAs. So I guess it's turning
1: into a Best and Worst of 2014. Wrong Cops. that are just the
2: Best... <laughs> I didn't think I had that many, but apparently I do. Half-Baked. FDR, American Badass. Zero Star for Me. 300, Rise of an Empire. 1.25. One and a half, The Book Thief. Too much meat in that movie. (laughs) Monuments Men. Oh, actually, I did see Monuments Men, finally. And it was not as bad as I thought it would be.
1: So then, um, so so then, what what is your movie that it you know that you did not uh, we didn't see for the show, but something that you really want to recommend that people?
2: Yeah, watch? okay. So uh, like I said, I was able to see a lot of movies that were uh, released in these screenings, these studio screenings that um, weren't widely available for Matt to see. But I think there were two. Uh, I'll just mention Foxcatcher was one of them. But my favorite of this year. Uh, is Whiplash you gotta see Whiplash if you are able to see it if you have to drive if you have to drive 35 minutes or 45 minutes to go see this movie make it an evening and go and see it it's really that good Uh, great performances great story Uh, it's really funny it's witty it's well written and the movie is just goddamn harsh and so yeah Whiplash gotta check it out
1: cool and for all of us you know plebeians who have no access to the cool stuff in hollywood uh, fox catcher's coming out in a few weeks so we'll all be able to see it and enjoy it and i promise you it's going to be reviewed on this show because i can't wait to see it myself um my personal favorite that uh because my schedule is so chock full i don't have much chance to watch movies that are not related to the show so, the only one that actually I saw that is worth mentioning for me was Box Trolls. Very cute movie, uh, elegantly done, uh, family film. And it takes place in 1805. So, it, you, what looks to be kind of like a steampunk esque kind of, uh, Vibe that is it. It's actually not. It's it's literally because it's of, of the time period that it takes place in, and just a wonderful little story um, about a boy raised by these little box trolls and everything, and and all of the misadventures that they have. Um, so if you get a chance, definitely check it out. The animation is really cool. The music's really fun, and the story is heartwarming, and I liked it. So that would be my flick to pick. Yay. All right. Well, I think that uh, is a pretty good recap of 2014, both the best and the worst. I I didn't even think we were going to go with the worst, just the best. But hey, we did it all. And we did it for our favorite listener. That's right. You know who you are.
2: (laughs) Or Or maybe you you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: not even sure if they know.
2: We interrupt this episode to bring you yet another tale of Christmas
0: cheer.
3: I'm dreaming of a white trash Christmas. (laughs) Hi, folks. I'm Johnny White Trash. How in. The living hell fuck shit. I was gonna, you know, sorry guys. I was gonna try and be like all like, you know, I'm gonna do a proper, uh, watch my mouth kind of, uh, segment. And now it's just full of fuck shit, piss, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. (sighs) Merry fucking Christmas, everybody. Uh, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to know. Uh, cause this is a movie show. So I'm going to share with you the best, the most accurate representation of christmas i can think of and it is robin hood prince of thieves if you watch the first ah what is it 15 minutes or so when it depicts the crusades and christians and muslims fighting each other that my friends is the meaning of christmas too political for you that's okay too political for me too uh okay so Christmas movies. Uh I'm thinking to be honest with you Bad Santa, obvious obvious choice. That's my favorite Christmas movie where Billy Bob Thornton plays a eating, drinking, shitting fucking Santa Claus. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. I had to let that out. I had to let that out. Another good Christmas movie um I'm <laughs> one of my personal favorites is Jingle All The Way. Put my cookies down. <laughs> Who told you, you could eat my cookies? <laughs> I know I do a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, but that's okay because I can do many other terrible impressions if you want. Me, personally, when I watch Christmas movies, um, it's usually at gunpoint uh, because, you know, the the wife found the shotgun shells and she's like, you will be part of Christmas, it will be fun, and you will feel the holiday spirit. I says, yes, dear. (laughs) Okay. You know, there was one other thing I was going to say, and I forgot what it was. So just let me ramble for a second. Maybe I'll have a drink right here. Drink. That's what I was going to say. Here are the three things you need. These are the most important Christmas tips that you can know jesus christ i'm stumbling through this but that's okay i'm just doing my best to not be a fucking grinch you know what i mean no fucking grinch is here i fucking love christmas not really anyway um here's one thing you need to know the proper way to make a rum and eggnog is you put the ice in the glass first then you put in the rum then you put in the eggnog If you do it in any other order, if you try it without ice, no matter what you do, the eggnog will curdle and you have to drink it anyway because throwing alcohol away is alcohol abuse and that's just the way it is. So good. You need, you need to know that, that in fact, you know what, that's the only thing you need to know about Christmas. Here's a a tip that I've learned because around my parts, trying to find a liquor store open on Christmas day is, well fucking impossible so i like to make sure that right around the 23rd i go stock up and i stock up for about a week's worth of boozing why because it might get me it might get me all the way to boxing day morning sometimes not really but whatever there's a third thing you need to know about christmas but let's face it you already know what that is and so do i and that's why i wanted to say to everybody out there have a merry fucking christmas and if you got time why not head over to johnnywhitetrash.com where you can hear more of me sound good anyway tim matt everybody listening to the sls cast which i do every fucking episode I already said Merry Christmas. I I don't know how to end this now.
1: Uh, all right. Well, then I guess until we meet again, this is Matt. Um... The music you've been listening to, is always, brought to us by our music partners, Cries of Solace. You can check them out at ReverbNation.com and Facebook.com, both, slash Cries of Solas. Uh We, of course, are still the SLS Cast. You can check us out at SLSCast.com. You can send us an email to the show at SLSCast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at the SLS Cast. You can follow me on Twitter, this is Matt, at NitTwit12345. You can also search for Tim on Twitter and follow him there. You can even subscribe to us on iTunes and or favorite us on stitcher radio so i think that's gonna close her off and y'all have a very merry christmas yes
2: we'll see you next week yes sorry for cutting you off but yes and uh check out chris Lee's latest metal uh, song i think uh you will prefer his singing to his acting rock on take care guys be safe
1: Alright. Where to begin? Where to begin? Let's see here. Um, The same year, I remember I told a story about the Halloween where we basically ruined Halloween for some children, my brother and I. The same year that this happened, we also got to uh, create a new Christmas tradition uh, for the family growing up, as it were. We had been inspired by a Christmas story, and so I I don't recall how it actually came to be. I don't think dinner in and of itself got ruined, per se. I think my mom just was kind of like, fuck it. Um, Fuck all y'all. I ain't cooking for Christmas. So if you want something, you're going to have to cook it yourself. And of course, we're teenagers. We're not fucking cooking anything. And then my dad's like, you know, uh, well, it's, it's kind of like I don't want to have to do anything either. I work all the time. And so we were sitting around thinking about this on the afternoon of Christmas Day. And again, inspiration from a Christmas story struck. struck. And so we were like, well, do you think Chinese food places are really open? Now, bear in mind this was like 20 years ago so not everything was open on christmas like it is today and so we were like i don't know is it and so we called up this place called canyon pearl it was one of our favorite chinese food places uh where we lived in oregon at the time and sure enough they were open because apparently Chinese people do not celebrate Christmas. I mean, I understand that Christmas in China is typically not celebrated, but you would think that once they get here, hey, they'd want a day off too. But apparently, no. If you own a Chinese restaurant, it's, like, in the lease somewhere that, uh, you know, you have to do that. So, um, we end up going down there, and we had a fantastic time. And because, you know, it was 20 years ago, it was also just like in A Christmas Story, where we were literally the only people in the whole restaurant. It was fucking awesome. Now, as much as my brother and I tried, we could not get them to sing Christmas carols. I, however, think that even if we could have gotten them to sing the Christmas carols, they would not have done the fa ra ra ras like they did in A Christmas Story. Um, again, I know that's not very politically correct today, but this was 20 years ago. And some might say it was a better time and a better place. And so we then finished celebrating this wonderful family experience by going our separate ways. (laughs) And me and my brother went and saw Beavis and Butthead do America. Um, And that was also when we figured out movie theaters were open on Christmas Day. And uh, I don't know what my parents did. I don't know what my sisters did. uh, But that is what we did with the rest of our Christmas evening and that was kind of what we did in our family before we all moved out and we just ended up doing christmas dinner at a chinese food joint and then everybody would go their separate ways and do whatever else so i mean we'd have christmas morning right there was the whole presents under the tree and you know the kith and kin and all that kind of shit but yeah we'd open presents hang out for a little while go get dinner and in the afternoon at a chinese food joint and then pretend like we didn't exist anymore and that was how we had a merry christmas so with that fun wonderful heartwarming story of family tradition i wish you and yours a very merry christmas together or separately or running away from one another, as your family may choose
2: to do. We up this episode to bring you yet another
0: tale of Christmas cheer, this time from the one and only Tim from the SLS cast. Now sit back and sip some eggnog, cuddle close to your loved one, and enjoy yet another tale of holiday warmth.
2: Alright, yes. Cuddle up close, sip on that eggnog, and enjoy yourself, because, like Matt, whenever I think of Christmas, I think of the various memories, you know, just like the fun memories I have with my family. Christmas, the whole setup, was, you know, going to my grandparents' house on my mom's side of the family for Christmas Eve. No, I don't go to church, so later on in the years uh usually the family would go out and some of the men would just stay home and talk watch tv or whatever and when the you know the the ladies get back or sometimes uh, the church we would go to or that they went to was this big church in an area of of town called the woodlands and it was the very ritzy fancy part of town and they have a big kind of like non-denominational christian church there i mean it's they say it's non-denominational but you know it's it's a non-denomination of christianity anyways but you go to this church and every year they put on a big show and there's a themed show every year actually they do themed uh, services all the time in fact i I remember one year going uh, during my uh, spurt of High school, trying to find Christ because in Texas, and you're in high school, it's all about, you know, the the youth group and all that jazz. It was like it was the cool thing to do going to church, and yet that kind of carried over to the holidays as well. Since uh, a number of people on my mom's side of the family, especially my mom's sister, my aunts, my cousins, my grandparents, were very religious, so you know, we I, in 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 honor of my, you know, of respect for my for my family, I would tag along. And I tell you what, this non-denominational Christian uh, service was a lot better than the Lutheran service that I used to go to with my grandparents back in the day. Uh, and I remember going to the Lutheran service, and during during the service, again, this was this was Christmas Eve. Well, it's Lutherans. I don't know if it's Mass, but it was the Christmas Eve service for the Lutherans, and again, it it was like four hours long, it felt like. It was super boring. But what got me is that they had a new pastor, they had a new priest, or whatever the Lutherans call him, who was giving that evening's service, and he proceeded to debunk the rumor that Jesus was not born, uh, or excuse me, that Jesus was born on Christmas, but in fact... If you look at in his reasoning, <laughs> his reasoning that Christ was not born on Christmas, his reasoning again it was that because of the animals uh, that were that were present in the pictures, you know, he's going off the paintings, I mean, obviously there aren't photographs of Jesus being born, uh, the, you know, the, the paintings of the animals and the fact that the people within the paintings did not look cold and that they were thinly dressed that that was his reasoning uh not because of the fact of like oh you know some monks you know some priests some preachers clergymen wrote the book of the bible no it wasn't that it was it was based on the oil paintings the hundreds of years old paintings that accurately depicted the birth of christ that is the history channel right there That, that is the history channel of documenting the birth of christ so that was, that was Lutheran Church. So, I mean, so going to the, the church in the woodlands, the Ritzy Church, you know, I was talking about a moment ago, the, the non-denominational church, you go there and it's a stark contrast from the Lutheran Church. You have a very energetic pastor. You know, this is the pastor where he has a wife who's a part of the sermon as well. And she's so, she's so happy that she's there, even though they've had like 10 frickin' Christmas Eve masses. Before the main Christmas Eve mass, because so many people go to the show because it's a show and not necessarily mass, that they have to have 10 showings of it. But I digress even more. But, you know, the kids come up and the kids have some Christmas, you know, the interject, you know, the Christmas moon, the feeling, and the, you know, the whole idea of, oh, the kids give gifts, but, you know, ultimately there's a depressing message at the end of it, followed by a collection, because uh, they do want your money. Believe it or not, they do want your money. But, what really got me was you have the Lutheran Church, you know, you have whatever Catholic church uh, that a number of people go to, where it's just your run-of-the-mill run of, run of the mill candlelight vigils, you know, lighting of the candle or, you know, whatever it's called, the Christmas Eve Candle Mass, sure, to all of a sudden you're in Times Square, you're in a church in Texas, a suburb of, of Houston, yet the stage is Times Square, with f- full on with, the, with an ice rink, and it's a performance. It's a 45 minute to an hour long performance. They even did a version of Stop. Yeah, that's right. The, the, the band or the group that was big 10 years ago, yeah, they brought them there and they performed. It was a performance, and yet people took it as as a religious message and that's one thing that i that I will always remember growing up and to be perfectly honest uh the story that I originally was going to tell uh was not about this but I realized that I'm kind of running over with this story or actually very close running over with the story so I can't really veer off to <laughs> to what I originally was going to talk about so I'm just going to keep on with what I what I've been talking about with the churches but that that is actually a memory that I will always cherish. Uh, that well I guess it's a second memory I will always cherish is though I was with my family though to me what really mattered most uh about christmas i mean I'm not gonna say the gifts, but it was as sure as hell was not the church experience but it was with being with my family and especially it meant more it means more now because my grandfather who passed away two Aprils ago uh he was always he was the the patriarch you know he was the 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 soul the entity of the family you know he was the wise sage of the anderson clan and he made christmas you know he that this was the holiday he always looked forward to because the family was together Uh, that's why i appreciate it more now because i think at the time maybe i didn't really you know appreciate it as much as i i you know as much as i should have but it was the family. It's the smell of chili, my grandmother's chili, that I miss because she doesn't do it anymore. And, and and to me that's what Christmas was about. It was it was a mixture of aromas, of 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 taste, feeling of of seeing people that you haven't seen since last Christmas. But they're all together under one roof, enjoying, you know, chilies and tamales. You know, that was our Christmas Eve meal, not turkey and ham. Hell no, chili and tamales. Uh, And not just any tamales. These were like food truck vendor tamales. And, you know, that, to me, that's Christmas. That is Christmas. So that will be my holiday ramblings with Tim.